Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell, Dungeons and Debuckles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debuckles podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin, going around the table, Blake. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing the Eldritch Knight slash Wizard, Juliet. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the Human Rogue. And Shane. I am Shane, playing Alexander, the Human Bard and Wizard. And John. Hello. I play Alunidas, Elven Monk, Extraordinaire. Alright, so the last time on Dungeons & Debacles podcast, you guys were making your way through this... Uh, Porch Bonebreaker's Tomb, you fought uh, a couple fire elementals and this one gigantic fire elemental um, that gave you guys a run for your gold. After defeating that huge fire elemental, uh, you backtrack back down the hall and uh, use the decanter of endless water um, to cool enough of a path uh, across the lava. Uh, to cross one area that was barricaded. Uh, it was the only way left that you had to go. While crossing that, uh, Turin uh, fell down through um, the lava that had cooled back down into the molten lava up to his knees um, and was burned pretty significantly. After some <laughs> effort and a lot of failed uh, ability checks, uh, you were able to pull him out and uh, heal him up. At that point, uh, you decided to take a short rest and use the decanter sort of like a sprinkler system to keep you cool um, so you didn't suffer any further exhaustion from the heat down here. Then you um, made your way through the barricade of broken crates and carts and barrels and to a area of this shimmering heat that is more intense than it was uh, in the previous areas that you've crossed through. And that's where you find yourselves now. So you are currently in this room that is probably, let's say, 60 feet wide and about 30 feet deep. Much like before where you crossed into those shimmering areas, you see this superposition, like a different um, room inside of this room. But here, it's much more, it's a lot stronger. Um, so you are seeing like tables and chairs that are almost kind of like translucent um, to you. You can't really see what you think is uh, what the, uh, the room in this, uh, the crypt has looked like previously. And inside here, up against the north wall, you're going to see a reddish purple man that stands about 12 feet tall and looks like he weighs about 2,000 pounds and he's all muscle. He's got this black top knot and a beard and he's got two scimitars at his back. So he sees you walk into the room and says, Greetings. I hope you aren't too uncomfortable with the heat. I brought a little bit of my plane here, but it's still chilly and isn't the same and I grow bored. Borscht isn't the best conversationalist. It's about time you showed up. I think it's been, what, 2,500 years now? Uh, um, exactly who are you? He says, I am Norak, and I've been waiting for you to come and open this tomb. If I could grant myself a wish, I would have already been through this door. But it's a pesky lock, and it's vexed me all this time, and I'm not allowed to leave until I get this mortal's trinket. What kind of trinket are you looking for? We're looking for one as well. <laughs> Come now, lies don't become us. It's the girdle, of course. 
What do you need the girdle for? Oh, it's not for me. Who is it for? It's for my... my bondholder. Who is? Korsuth. Uh, well, that's wanna... a relief. <laughs> does everybody want to give me a uh, history check? Sounds like a plan. Hell yeah. I rolled a seven. Me too. Me too. I rolled a six. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can roll for uh, Adel. We get disadvantage because of the um, exhaustion, right? Yep. Oh yeah. So you only got a six, Shane. Wow. <laughs> Adel critted and then got a twenty-two on his uh, disadvantage. Never knew Ada would be such a history buff. He likes fire. All right, so Adel and Juliet, uh, you would know that Kosuth is a, uh, he's the god of fire uh, on the elemental, fire elemental plane. He's known as uh, Fire God, the Lord of Flames, the Fire Lord, the elemental god of fire. And uh, his portfolio covers elemental fire and purification through fire. His domains are destruction, fire, renewal, and suffering. So he likes fire? Yeah, that's like saying I'll, we like air. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I'm guessing they didn't say this out loud, though, so Alunidas didn't catch that. But don't worry why he wants it. I don't even know myself. But Kosuth gets what Kosuth wants. And this lock you say you can't get through? Why? This lock has vexed me for millennia. I've tried every method from the magical to the mundane to no avail. So here I waited until you came as my master foresaw. I know you have the key or you wouldn't be here. I suppose you're right, but uh, what do we gain to help you? Hmm. Well, what would you like? I can even grant you a wish. Everybody give me a uh, either an Arcana check or a History check. 15 on Arcana. 8. It would be a 22, but I have disadvantage, so 6. Alright, so Shane, uh, you would know that this uh, creature that's uh, in front of you is an Ifredi, which are uh, creatures of the Fire ele Elemental Plane. And much like Jens, they can grant wishes. Sick. I turn to Julia to see if she has any input. I don't have too much else. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So at that point, Adel is going to say, It's a deal. And he's going to blurt out, I wish to be invulnerable. Oh, that sounds like him. As Adel makes the deal and says, I uh, want to be invulnerable. The F ready is going to say done and he snaps his fingers. You're going to look over at Adel and you're going to see it looks like his feet turn into animantine and it goes creeping up his body. And at first he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he realizes he can't move his feet. And then he starts to scream as the adamantine creeps further and further up his body until it reaches his mouth and it becomes frozen in this scream and then the rest of him turns into adamantine and he uh, falls silent and still well I guess we can always sell him as a sculpture probably make a pretty penny a wish ass is a wish granted I guess be careful what you wish for so the F ready laughs I've upheld my part of the deal the key to the tomb, if you please. You kind of just turned into adamantine. What do you mean? It he is. has the key on him, unfortunately for you. Um, I don't know that you guys would know that at this point. I haven't looked at the lock yet. I'm trying to get him to undo the spell. See if I can't, uh, use it. What's undo it? the spell? Cast it twice. So the Ephredi's going to say, well, where is it on him? That was something he kept secret from us. He didn't trust us. So the Ephredi is going to uh, move over uh, to Adel. And you're going to see his hands like start moving over the shadow 
or uh, over the Adel statue, and uh, you see him uh, reach into um, basically only Adel's skin has turned into adamantine. Everything else is the same. So he's you know wearing his clothes over top of like his adamantine form, and uh, you're going to see the F ready start like rummaging through uh, like Adel's belongings that's still on the statue. Here's the big question. Um, it will never mind. I'll ask that later. Okay. Maybe you could ex- inspect the lock while he molests our former companion, Talia. That sounds like a plan. Um. G- good sir, would you scoot a little to your left so that I could look at the lock while you do that? He just gives you, like, this side eye. And uh, he's moving around to uh, Adel's back anyway to uh, investigate what might be behind his cloak. All right. So I am going to do an investigation check, I guess, to see uh, what's up with the lock. Okay. Give me an investigation check at disadvantage. 18. Okay. So uh, that's pretty good. (laughs) So what you're going to find on the door is it's a adamantine double door it's about 15 feet wide and on one side of the door there is this large uh, like round uh, disc that you think is like the the tumbler for this thing and in the middle of the disc um, there is a long vertical slit and then there appears to be um, like a cutout around a um, cylindrical um, point that comes out of it. This uh, this lock looks weird, guys. I don't know if I can pick it. But we have run into a theme coming through this tomb. It's all about borscht. Can I start rummaging uh, Idol's body along with the freak? Uh, sure. Give me a uh, either an intelligence check or an investigation check. An invade personal space check. Eleven. Uh, you really aren't uh, finding anything. Um, other than, you know, you know, he's got that sword of Borges, you know, that he is wearing that magical helm he found out on, uh, that, uh, corpse in Brown Meadow. Uh, he's got a little bit of gold and then the, uh, I think splint mill that he's wearing. Can I see if I can get anything like, uh, give me an intelligence or investigation check, whichever is higher for you. It's not letting me pick intelligence. What? Investigation uses intelligence anyway. He should be able to roll that problem. Oh, God. <laughs> so uh, we'll probably just take, just take the first, first one of those, yeah? <laughs> Apparently it would let me pick them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um. So you're, you know, searching him and then you're like, how do we know that Adel's got the key? Yeah, guys, are, are we sure that Adel still had the key? Well, let's see. Alunadas is going to go over and take a gander at the door, too. I mean, he had just been making shit up to try and get the, uh, hopefully to, to trick the Ifrit, but he's going to take a look at the... Oops. So the Ifrit's going to say, I've found nothing that looks like a key. But we do have something that looks like this door hole. The keyhole, I should say. What Which is, is that? <laughs> the magic chat. of friendship. Yeah. Uh, no. Blake chatted. Aludas uh, is going to. <laughs> Blake chatted. That's because the key was inside of him all along. Yeah, that's where I was kind of going with it. But let's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's pull the sword out of the sheath with great difficulty because Alunadas is not strong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. That was a crit fail on my strength check. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to unsheath this uh, crate sword uh, from his back and you're able to get it uh, out, like wedge it out, but when the, the weight gets to your hands instead of being... Um, like uh, levered on his uh, sheath, uh, it falls to the ground and out of your grip and makes a clang on the floor. Yeah, Freddy's gonna say, His sword? Are you sure that's the key? Only one way to find out. Sure looks like the keyhole. Look at the rings on the back of the sword. 
So the Efreti is going to uh, bend down and pick this thing up effortlessly in one hand and uh, inspect it. And then uh, it's going to walk over to the lock on the door. You see him stick the sword tip uh, through the slot in the door and then work like the first ring of the sword up on this cylinder and then the next ring and the next ring and the next ring until he's got the entire sword in the door and then he's going to twist it one way and that doesn't work and then he twists the other way and it just slides smoothly um, 180 degrees then you uh, hear these uh, tumblers uh, move and the door cracks open Kevin I have a question what's that can I, can I, like, what's in my hands right now? You look down and the dagger's in your hand. Hmm. I guess we go in. Mm-hmm. So the Efreti's going to say, The bargain is now complete. Now I can complete my task and leave your shitty little plane. You can show yourselves out now. Oh, we would like to see this momentous occasion, so I hope you don't mind if we stick around. Actually, I do care. Juliet blasts him with a ray of frost. <laughs> okay, you're doing that? Here's your eternal reward. Alright, I'll uh, I'll give you a sneak attack. You mean surprise round? Yep, surprise round. And here last time, you were upset with me for attacking. God. No. Uh, so that is a 10. Um, you are going to conjure this ray of frost... And it goes shooting across this uh, distance of 10 feet, goes by his head, and he doesn't even flinch as uh, the bolt crashes into the uh, adamantine door. And the Efredi's going to say, I expected no less from you mortals. And I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative. Hell yeah, six. <laughs> You cast that ray of frost uh, and misses the Efreti, and the Efreti hisses at you and says, Deal breaker. Life taker, don't you mess around with me. <laughs> so uh, this uh, giant uh, reddish purple hulk is going to put his hands behind his back and then pull out two scimitars, and then uh, the scimitars uh, erupt into flame. So, first up, <laughs> as always, uh, well, as Not usual. always, always. Uh, it's Alunidas. Okay. Uh, Alunidas is going to punch the ever-loving crap out of this guy. That's a 19, because we got him flanked. Uh, that hits. Okay, for 9 damage. And his second attack, 23. Uh, that hits. For 8 more. Now, Flurry of Blows. 23 and 26 for those two hits. <laughs> those both hit. And let's see. Ah, here we go. Um, let's go ahead and give him no reactions until the end of my next turn. Alright, what's the save on that? Uh, I don't think there is one. Mm, surely there's strange. a save on that. Pull up the player's manual. Because I have saves for everything else, but not for that one. Yeah, there's no save on that. Huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it just gets no reactions until the end of my next turn. Alrighty. So, uh... It takes a total of 17, 27, 32 damage. Nice. So, uh, you're going to lay into him, and your fists are just like this flurry that 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 and you're punching this thing uh in the the stomach and it's like hitting stone and uh so the visual here is you're just like punching him and he's just standing there like not affected and uh when you finish punching he looks down at you and says are you finished yes <laughs> jerk uh, next up is Talia. Alright, so I am going to try to stab him. Um, since he's flanked, does that... Yep. 
cool. So that's a 19 to hit. That hits. Uh, I'll roll my sneak attack for an extra 13 damage, and then I'll use my offhand dagger for a 22 to hit him. So that's uh, a total of 19 damage. All right. So uh, as uh, he's talking to Alunados, you come up behind him and just start stabbing him in the back. I mean, yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> oh, just describing what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> So like you're 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 stabbing into him, and uh, you know the the flesh seems like really hard to get through, and you're not, you know, you're not that strong, but you think uh, you should be like stabbing deeper into this thing. Even with the offhand adamantine blade. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, the adamantine blade blade uh, only works on like um, that was like a construct that was made out of metal. And uh, those, uh, just a little inside baseball, that was a Helm Tour that you were fighting. And they have vulnerability to animantine weapons. All right, next up is this Efreti. And uh, he's going to say, You tricksome little mortals. I upheld my part of the bargain. And this is how you repay me. Now you all must die. And he is I going- mean. Technically, we held, held, upheld our end of the deal, too. We opened the door. I guess uh, we just yeah, like to watch. it's the spirit of the deal. <laughs> uh, the spirit, sure, but the letter we upheld. This just is saying. Yeah, we is, never agreed to leave. Which is exactly like what he did with uh, uh, Adel, making him yeah, invulnerable. Yeah. I'm sorry, that Adamantine's not invulnerable. Hey, Kevin. Yep. Just a heads up, uh, I have Bardic Inspiration left, so whenever like he rolls, would you mind just giving me like a half second to uh, decide if I want to use cutting words or not? Absolutely. Thank you. Just want to make sure that we don't like cut through at all. Gotcha. Um, so the first thing uh, this F Ready is going to do is uh, like wiggle his nose like Samantha from Bewitched, and uh, behind Adel, uh, Fire Elemental is going to appear. Uh, you mean Lunados? Or yeah, Lunados. Sorry. And then he is going to attack you with his uh, scimitars. Uh, the first one's a seven. That's going to miss. And the second one is a nineteen. And I believe that'll hit. I would like to use my thingy. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to use cutting words. So I use one of my bark inspiration. Um. And it uses my reaction, I want to say. Um, so I just yell something at him. Tell him, uh, hey, Big Ugly, you're not going to hit that one. And then I will expend my thing and reduce his roll by 1d6. So you're like, uh, swing, bada, 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 bada. Reduces it by 2 to bring it down to 17. Ooh, that's just enough. He misses. All right. Big whiffa. So uh, you say something to him, and he gets distracted the last second and looks at you, and then um, swings the scimitar over uh, Alunidas's head. Uh, hold on just a second. Let me add this thing to initiative. And just to make sure, Kevin, uh, he's not immune to being charmed, right? Uh, you don't know that. No, just because if he's immune to being charmed, my cutting words doesn't work. Oh, okay. Okay, it doesn't work. I mean, it does work. It does work. Your cutting words work. Don't get hit. Got it. All right. Next up is uh, Turin. He is going to uh, run up here to where Adel is, and he's going to pause for a moment and then look uh, Adel up and down and then start laughing. He's (laughs) and then he's going to take his foot and kick Adel over and across this floor. And then he's going to move up uh, beside this uh, f And he is going to uh, stab him twice with a spear. Uh, the first attack is a 15. That'll miss. And the second one is a crit fail. Oh. So that's a 9. That's a uh, hamstring. You damage your foot in the attack and your movement is half. Deck save ends DC 10. 
which is okay because he's not going to be going anywhere. Uh, next up is Juliet. Our Juliet dashes behind Thorin over there and casts Hold Person on this Freddy. Oh. Oh, I guess this doesn't work. Hold on. I just need to uh, know the DC on that. It is going to be 13. Uh, for what stat? Oh, wisdom. wisdom. Uh, he rolled a 20. Alright. Uh, Ilya uses her action surge to take another action and fires a ray of frost at him. If the whole person didn't work, I cast ray of frost on him. A 19 to hit. Uh, that hits. That will deal 11 cold damage and end Juliet's turn. Alright, next up is Lunadas. Alright, Lunadas. Oh, yeah, Alexander. You skipped Alexander. I have a turn oh, there. That's, oh, sorry, my bad. I may have a six, but I'm still in combat, gosh darn it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna grip my my good old dagger, my faithful personal dagger, and rush at the Efreet and try and shove it in his chest. This will go well. I'm excited. Uh, I rolled a thirteen. I don't think I have anything to I don't know if I have any I don't think I have proficiency with it. I've never used the dagger, actually, I don't think. It's a simple weapon. You did against ghosts. So I believe I get a plus two since I have a minus one on strength. Mm. I use uh, strength for daggers, right? Daggers are a dexterous weapon. They're a finesse weapon, so you can use your dexterity modifier, and then you add your proficiency bonus. It's well. exciting. So it's a plus five. Three from proficiency, and then two from my dex, so an 18 in total. Uh, that hits. Nice. Damage is 1d4 plus your dexterity modifier. Uh, I don't know if the dagger has any magical properties of its own to add to that. Four damage, I guess. Alright, so um, you run up and stab this thing. You don't think you did much damage to it? I mean, you just like poked him with it. And you're going to see this F. Ready kind of freak out. And he's going to take his scimitar and knock your hand away from him. He says, get that thing away from me. Don't get that thing away from him. Get it closer to him. Get it right to the heart of him. Literally and metaphorically. All right. Um, He has no reactions. Are the doors open? Uh, It's cracked right now. Okay. Uh, But next up is the fire elemental. Oh. Okay. Um, so it is going to try to touch you, Alinidas. Oh, dear. Uh, so that's a 15 with advantage. That's going to miss. Oh, actually, no, that's a crit. Um, Doing it again. I'm, I sit my macros up like weird. <laughs> uh, okay, so... His first attack's gonna miss, and then his second attack's gonna crit. So, first on the crit table, that is an eight. That's a haymaker. Your attack hits so hard, it stuns your opponent until the end of your next turn. So, you're currently stunned. And that is going to do 18 points of damage. Yep. And you're currently stunned. And I believe stunned means that I can't do anything. Correct. Alright, so that uses up my turn. And now I'm no longer stunned, and our pretty friend has... Until the end of his next turn. Oh, until the end of his next turn. So I'm still stunned. Yes. And our pretty friend has his thing back. Reactions. Okay. Alright, uh, next up is Talia. Yay, I I mean I I could keep stabbing it. Let me try poisons. No, that's probably not gonna do anything. Eh, screw it, I'll try it. Uh I was gonna say, like, you're a thief. I mean, anytime you could stick something with your daggers, you should probably be doing that. That's fair, but it, I mean, he doesn't seem to be taking much damage from anything else. Could be just okay. damage reduction. It could be. I guess I could try my daggers instead. I mean, I clicked the button, but... If you want to stab it, yeah, go for it. 
Okay, I'm gonna stab it. It's a 25. That hits. My sneak attack. And my offhand. And that hits. So, uh, 15 damage total, supposedly. Alright. <laughs> that right. was a very unfortunate sneak attack for all this hall. Yeah. That was a, uh, the least amount of damage you could do on that sneak attack row. Which, third least, I think. Yeah, I could, I could only do three. Alright, so, uh, next up is, uh, Norak. He is going to take a swing at Lunados. First attack is a 21. That'll hit. And the second attack is a 10. That'll miss. So you're going to take five slashing damage and five fire damage. As uh, he slices uh, down with his right and then slices up with his left and then catches you on the arm. And looks like you're going to take Lunados down again. Kevin. <laughs> uh, next up is Turin. You know what? He's going to drop his uh, spear and his shield, and he's going to take out this uh, great axe at his back. Just so barbarian it up. Yeah, that's 12. That's going to miss. And 16. That's going to miss. Uh, next up is Juliet. Okay, Juliet uh, fires another ray of frost at him. No, that's a lie. She's going to cast my rifle first. So that's going to be a DC 13. Wisdom save. Uh, yes. 21. Alright, then that's it for Juliet. Uh, next up's Alexander. Well, hasn't gone bad so far. I'm just going to keep on trying to stab this uh, dagger into him. 22 to hit. That hits. Three damage. All right. So uh, you come at him with this dagger again, and you can like see worry in this thing's eyes, and uh, he just hisses at you. Uh, next up is the fire elemental. Uh, is going to attack uh, Lenidos again. That is a twenty-two and a twenty-two. Both of those will hit. I think I'm probably going to die. Uh, that is a total of 21 damage. Yep. Alrighty. Um, I would say next up is the Lunados, but that isn't true. <laughs> uh, I get to roll death saving through. That's a 12, so that's one success. Huzzah. Uh, next up is Talia. Alright then. I'm going to keep trying to stab this guy. You no longer have advantage. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I can't really... If the doors are cracked, can I move here? Uh, I'll, I'll allow it. Alright, so I'm gonna stab him. Oh god, it's a, a 12, right? Please tell me that's a 12. Uh, yeah, that's a 12. Thank god. Okay, and then I'm gonna offhand stab him. 15? Or neither, <laughs> neither one of those hit. Alrighty then, so I don't get my sneak attack, and that's my turn. Yay! Alright, uh... Norak since you actually hurt him is going to turn and attack Talia because uh, you like poke him in the back uh, with the daggers like you hit him it just didn't do any damage because you didn't have enough strength to like push through his skin and he's going to turn around and uh, take uh, two scimitar attacks at you uh, so the first one's a 12 and the second one is a 24 for 12 so slashing. the first one misses. Yeah, the first one misses. The second attack is 24, so you're going to take 12 slashing damage and one fire damage. Um, I have uncanny dodge. Okay. So I'm going to take six damage. How does the fire damage work with that? You would still take one damage because it's you can't take less than one. Okay, so I take I, I take seven damage total. Alright, uh, next up is Turin. He's going to take two more swings with this uh, Great Axe. It's a 19 and a 15, so the first one will hit for 11 damage. So as uh, Norak turns uh, turns to uh, slice at you, uh, Turin takes his uh, Great Axe and then slices it down uh, this thing's back. Alright, next up is Juliet. 
Alright, uh, Juliet is going to cast Magic Missile on this guy. Hopefully, 13 force damage. That's actually pretty good. And that will end Juliet's turn. Is that a. Did you cast that at first level? Uh, yeah, I'm out of second level spells, and then I cast all those hold persons. That's pretty good damage for a first level. I know, right? All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. All right, next up is Alexander. Hard to go wrong. Uh, I'm just going to keep on going at him with his dagger. 11 to hit. Uh, that's going to miss. Hell yeah, pass. Well, actually, before that, I would like to use uh, Healing Word using a second level spot uh, on Alunidas. Thank you. I was about to yell at you so hard from the grave. Yeah, so it's going to heal for 2d4 plus my spellcasting modifier, which is going to be my charisma. Eight. Uh, just let me double check my charisma real quick. Yep, that's correct. Heals for eight. All right, Alunidas is back on the board. Yay. Uh, anything else you want to do? Uh, I would like to downgrade my uh, movement action for a bonus action uh, and then use Healing Word using a level one slot on a Lunatus. I uh, don't think it works that way in 5e. Oh, can I Can I only use that once? Yeah, you, can only, you only get one bonus action. Like in 4e, I think you could trade down actions. Is that, is that sound right to you? Blake? No, I'm pretty sure you can uh, trade down actions in 5th edition, too. Like, that's nope, how yeah. you can get a double move double if you sacrifice your action. standard. Use for a move, and that move is just a move. So you can't downgrade no, action. So you get one action, one bonus action, one move action, that's it. Okay. And you don't necessarily get a bonus action unless something says it's a bonus action. Well, you don't have to take it, but yeah. Yeah. Yep, sounds good. Pass, then. All right, next up is this fire elemental that sees you uh, cast this spell. So it's going to uh, take a swing at uh, Alexander. Uh, the first attack is a 15. Does that hit? Yep, I have a 14. <clears throat> and the second attack is a 20. It's hitting me. You so were not made for melee. You are going to take uh, 17 points of fire damage. I'm down to 31 health from 48. If only somebody had some way to take this fire elemental off the board. Juliet. I that was down a point my whole persons. I don't have too much else. You have the jug. <laughs> it doesn't help. It pushes him to the ground and then he just gets back up. I mean, might do um, <laughs> it, it, it actually does damage to them. D4 damage, maybe an extra D6. I'll take a whole bunch of... And he gets a strength save, which he, he just picked off a giant greatsword with no effort, so I'm not confident in that. No, that's the Efreti. He's talking about the, I'm fire, talking about the fire elemental. Oh, the fire elemental. Why are we attacking the fire elemental when we kill the Efreti? I'm not. I'm going to disengage, casting a chi point. Come over here to this side of the thing, so I can try punching it again, because I can't punch the fire elemental. I would die trying to kill it. Go on so the top left spot so that, that way you can get advantage from me. Now we're playing D&D. There we go. <laughs> can uh, Alunidas move up there? Yes. Your back's up against this door. Is that a yes or a no? Yes, The back, your back's up against the door. Okay, good. Alright, all right, so with advantage, going to punch, punch, punch. First one is only a 15. Second one is a 17. Uh, Buthos miss. Ah. And I believe that will... Yeah, that'll do it for Alunidas' turn. Alright, Talia, you're up. On with the stabbing. Um, so the first dagger's a 13. That's gonna miss. The second one's a 16. Uh, that's gonna miss too. Alright, cool. Uh, now I'm going to disengage. Alright. And move over here. So, oh no, that screws. Never mind. I'm. I take the back. I'm not going to do any of that because that screws over. You can dodge. Make yourself harder to hit. She's already taken her. At, is that a bonus action? That's for, a bonus for a thief. Okay. Second attack on the dagger is a bonus action. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. This is fine. Yeah. So she wouldn't have been able to disengage anyway. 
Oh, I thought disengage was movement. You're right. Might be. Uh, I actually just read it again. All right. Are you are you finished? Yeah, that's my turn. All right. So uh, Norak's going to turn and face uh, you. Unlunar Austin says you again, and he's going to take a swing at you and take a swing at Talia. So the first one is on you. That's a sixteen. Misses. And then uh-huh. the second one is on Talia. That's a nine. That misses. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. Next up is Turin. He, uh, since uh, Norax got his back to Torin now, and uh, Turin sees this opening, he's going to slash down and try to take his axe and put it through this thing's skull. That's a crit. And then the second one is a nine. That's going to miss. So, first of all, he is going to do 24 damage as uh, he takes this axe and kind of, like, raises this thing's head and then chops down into its collarbone. And you're going to hear Norax scream. And then we're going to roll the crit table. That's a four. So that's hamstring. Target is slowed to half movement until the end of the encounter. Dex save ends DC 10. Yay, I found a little snail icon. <laughs> uh, next up is Juliet. Alright, Juliet takes this opportunity to move between the Ifriti and Fire Elemental. It gives them something else to hit, why not? And then fires another magic missile at the Ifriti for 9 damage. And that will end her turn. Which, if you're going to cast like a, a spell like in close range, that's the one to do because disadvantage doesn't matter. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. And also, if you think about it, if anybody needs to be taking damage from this fire elemental, it needs to be you. <laughs> uh, Alexander, you're up. If you wanted, you could skip your turn and just disengage and move away from the fire elemental. Or you can keep stabbing. I'm stabbing, you know. Stab, stab, stab. 17 to stab. Uh, um, you get to roll with advantage. 6, six 17 to stab. Um, that doesn't help either. Both of those are going to miss. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going to use uh, my bonus action to uh, heal uh, Lunadus with a level 1 healing word. Yay. 4, 7. And but uh, as you start stabbing uh, into this thing, you hear that voice come back in your head. Do it. Kill him. Feed me. My hunger. Do it. Make him grovel. And next up is the fire elemental. It is going to see uh, Alexander casting magic. So it is going to try to attack him. So that's a 23 and a 21. Those are hitting me. Um, you are going to take 21 points of fire damage. I'm down to 10. All right, next up is Lunados. You know what? Just to mix it up, I think I'm going to punch. Ooh, that'll be a miss. Only 13. Come on, second punch. 19. Uh, that one will hit. Okay, and I'm going to spend a cheat point for a stunning strike. Once per turn, on a hit, I can spend the cheat point to stun, con save, until the end of my next turn. That's going to be a DC... So it's a DC of 14, constitution save, on a stunning strike. Oh, he uh, fails. Yes. So, and I don't think that that uh, takes any action, so I'm also going to spend another cheat point for a flurry of blows, just to do more damage. 17, that'll miss. And another 17, that'll also miss. All right. And uh, how long does that stun last? Uh, until the end of my next turn. Okay. Uh, is that it for you? That is it for me. All right, Talia, you're up. All right, so I'm going to keep with the stabbing. 18. That will hit. I'll do my sneak attack and my offhand for another 22. Uh, 22 on the offhand. All right, so that's a total of 19 19 damage. damage. That's my turn. All right. 
Uh, next up is Norak. He can't do anything because he's stunned. So Turin is up. Is it automatic crit on stun characters or is that just prone characters? Or not prone characters, paralyzed uh, characters? Um, so if he's stunned, is incapacitated, can't move, and can speak only falteringly, automatically fails strength and deck saving throws, attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Alright. So Turin is going to take two swings with his great axe. That is a 22 and a 15. So the 22 is going to hit for three, 13 damage. Man, this thing's looking rough. Juliet, you're up. Alright, this thing is stunned, right? Yep. Fantastic. You have advantage. Prone likewise just gives advantage, not automatic crits. Bam. I was going to say stunned. Uh, it's pretty powerful statistic or uh, condition. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, stunt is incapacitated. Isn't that instant crits? Incapacitated oh, no. means that he can't use actions or uh, reactions. I'm thinking paralyzed. That's that would have been good with the whole person. Oh well. Yeah, if if Julia. that was part of the stun, it would have said it in the description. Uh, I mean, it doesn't say that in the description for whole person. And then it, I don't know. The descriptions for a lot of these can be vague and self-referential. Like for whole person, you have to look at two separate categories of uh, conditions, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Julia is going to take a swing at the sky with her adamantine glaive. What was that? Did you just like nudge a marimba? I probably bumped into my microphone. <laughs> it sounded uh, very musical. It did? Oh, good. Uh, so Juliet's going to attack with her new adamantine glaive. That'll be a 16 to hit. Uh, that misses. A wasted turn. I should just cast Magic Missile. That's the end of her turn. Alexander, you're up. Okay. Uh, question. How do using uh, like a potion work? How does that work? Does that take a full action? Full action, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stab at the dude that is stunned. 22 to hit on the first one. The other one doesn't. Well, it does. Yep, it's a hit. Five Damaroos. All right. So you stab it, and you see him, like, wince away from the blade. Uh, next up is the Fire Elemental. Oh, sorry. I want to use a healing word on myself. Oh, okay. Level one. Healing for five. All right. Uh, up to 15. Next up is the Fire Elemental. It sees that uh, you stabbed its master, so it's going to attack you. Uh, that's a 12 and a 19. 19 hits. Uh, for 10 fire damage. Down to 5. Uh, next up is Lunados. Okay. Um, I'm low on chi points, but I think I'm going to punch. Oh, that's a crit. Yep. So he does 14 damage on that punch and rolls a 14 on the crit table. 14. Uh, the damage you do can't be healed for the duration of the encounter. Effect is the damage is removed from the target's maximum hit point total. Nice. I mean, he hasn't done any healing yet, but you never know. Okay, so let's punch again. 26. Uh, that hits. Alright, for 7 more damage. And let's go ahead. Ooh, I'm tempted. I'm going to do another stunning strike. I don't think you can double stun somebody. Yeah, it doesn't renew it or anything. Oh, okay. In that case, I won't do a stunning strike. I'll just do a another basic bonus attack. Another crit. Wow. So that's uh, 13 more damage. <laughs> and an 8 on the table. Uh, your attack hits so hard it stuns your opponent until the end of your next turn. <laughs> okay. A roundabout way to do it, but <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> so let's see, 14 plus 7 oops, is um, plus another 13 is 34 damage from me this turn. Wow. And that will do it for a Lunadas. <laughs> Man, this guy's looking rough. Alright, Talia, you're up. Um, I bet you can't guess what I'm going to do. Uh, stab I'm gonna, him? I'm going to stab it. Oh yeah, all the stabbing. Three twenties in a row again. So it's a 22. That hits. 
Uh, sneak attack. And then my offhand. Uh, 25. So, total of 22 damage. Alright, what's it look like when you kill this thing? Um, I'm finally gonna be able to, like, I've been poking at it in the same place long enough that I, I'm finally able to get my, my dagger through his skin and just stab him right through the heart. Wherever his creepy freak heart is. <laughs> so you stab into this thing and uh, you are going to see it, like, dissipate into a cloud of smoke. Alright, next up is Turin. He is going to take a swing at this, uh, well, he can't. He's going to move. He can move around. So he is going to flank with Juliet and take two swings at this fire elemental with his great axe. Uh, that's a 17 and a 26. Both of those are going to hit. I think he's the first first person who's actually bothered to take a swing at this thing. Um, You're fighting a giant wish-granting stone skin monster. Why bother focusing on the thing made out of fire? Uh, so he is going to do 16 points of damage and in return take 7 points of fire damage from hitting this thing as the flames uh, lick up his uh, great axe and up his arms. Alright, next up is Juliet. Alright, Juliet, fires another magic missile at this stunned Freddy. Uh, Freddy is off the board. He's dead. Oh, he's dead. Okay, well, then I guess at the fire elemental. Pew, 14 force damage, and that's it. Alright, next up is Alexander. Okay, I would like to uh, stab this fire elemental with my dagger. For 17. Uh, that hits. 5 damage. Alright, and you are going to take 3 points of fire damage. You're down to 2. Right? That is how math works, correct. Uh, next up is uh, the fire elemental. Or do you want to do anything else? I think I'm fine. Okay. It is going to take a swing at you. It's a 14 and a 25. Both of those things hit. Oh, really? The 14 hits you? Yeah, my AC is 14. Okay, you're going to take 18 points of fire damage. Zooey. I go to negative uh, 14. You, are you said zero. 17? You cannot go below zero. Oh, okay. I'm at zero. All right, this thing uh, knocks Alexander to the ground, and uh, he is currently uh, a little bit on fire. Uh, next up is Alinidas. Alinidas is going to come over here and do a medicine check to stabilize Alejandro. That's a 17 on the medicine. Yep, uh, you stabilize him. No risk of death for Alexander. Huzzah! And I think that will do it for Alinidas' turn, because that would be a standard action. Yep. Uh, Talia, you're up. Well, I guess I'll move over here and stab the fire elemental. That's not blanking, though. Oh, that's a crit. I no, it's not, because I don't have advantage. I lied. It's fine. Uh, 19 it's a, hits. Yeah. So uh, and then... Go oh, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. Roll your sneak attack. And then offhand, which is an 11. Uh, that's going to miss. Okay, so, but it is, I think it's only um, four plus the seven for my sneak attack. Yep. So, 13. And you're going to take three points of fire damage. Okay. Uh, is that it for you? Uh, yep, that's it. All right, it's turns up. It's a 26 and a 25. Those are both going to hit for 18 damage. And he is going to take... Six points of fire damage. Alright, Juliet, you're up. Alright, Juliet's gonna take us at this elemental. A 24 to hit. That hits. Four eight slash damage. And that's it for Juliet. Alright, you are gonna take uh, three points of fire damage. That's that after the person? reduction. Okay. Uh, Alexander, you're up. Death saving throw, here I go. You was I stabilized? To. Yeah. yeah. Um, nice. So now that I'm stabilized, I like. I don't know if that would get you up with one hit you point or just leave you unconscious. Now you're stabilized. I'm just chilling. Yep. Yeah. I, what like? What am I able to do? Can I like heal myself? Question mark. Uh no. 
Yeah, I, I guess I just pass. I think it's some, at this point somebody's got to either heal you or feed you a potion to get you. I do have a potion. I would like to use my potion of healing. Aren't you unconscious? Yeah, stabilize means you're unconscious. You can't take any actions, but somebody could force feed you one. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, pass. All right, fire elemental is up. It is going to attack Talia. Yay! That is a 10 and a 19. Uh, the 19 hits. Okay, you are going to take 14 points of fire damage. Uh, uncanny dodge? Sure. So only 7? Yep. Cool. Uh, Lunadosh, you're up. Alright, um... Lunadas is feeling brave. He's going to come over here, and he's going to attack the fire elemental. It's too bad his Adel's in the way. Mm-hmm. Stupid Adel statue. Yep. Isn't he on the floor? So that is a 9 to hit. That's going to miss. And then a 24 to hit. That hits. Okay, 5 damage. Bonus strike is 25 for 10 more damage. All right. And how much damage do I take? You are going to take, let's see, 16 points of fire damage. And Alunadas is down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was stupid brave. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, two members of the party. One is currently incapacitated but stabilized, and another who is going to be making death-saving throws here soon. Uh, Talia, you're up. Okay, so I am going to stab this guy, I guess. Um, it's an eight. Uh, that's gonna miss. And then offhand is a 23. That's gonna hit. Alright, and then sneak attack. So, 13 damage total. Wow, that sneak attack was an 11 damage, that's nice. Yeah, it was, that was kind of awesome. Um, so what's it look like, uh, when you take this fire elemental out? Man, I'm just getting lucky and stealing everyone's kills. Um, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, take a, a hint from from the last fire elemental that we saw and uh, aim for its neck and just slice its head off as it dissipates. Because I'm assuming that's what happens is that it dissipates. Yep, it dissipates into uh, to like this heat mirage, and you're gonna take three points of fire damage. All right. So okay. You- you guys are out of combat, but you've got one guy that's stabilized, and um, Alunados, go ahead and give me a death saving throw. That's a two. All right, that's going to be your... Well, before that, we're still on initiative, so keep that number, but uh, Juliet, do you want to try to stabilize uh, Alunados? Of course. Yeah, I'm not idle. Juliet cracks her fingers and prepares uh, some medical massages. Let's see how this works out. <laughs> Rub some essential oils on it. Oh, look at Ooh. that. Oh my god. She curb stomps you. <laughs> <laughs> on her way over, she trips over Adel, lands on a little bit. So yeah, that's a natural one on the medicine check. Yeah, if I was a jerk, I'd say that was the uh, automatic uh, fail on your first saving. Death saving throw. But I won't. Yeah. But that's apparently not how checks work. You can't get crit successes or crit fails on those. Correct. Um, but I did get a fail, so. So, yeah. So you've got one fail. Uh, Talia, do you want to try to stabilize him? Yeah. Let me let me come over here and pretend like I know something about medicine. Um, <laughs> that's a five. <laughs> All right. So, uh, t- turn's going to turn around see what you guys are doing he's like he's he's guys he's bleeding out you just got to take something and, and stick over that wound to keep the blood from coming out and uh he's going to try to do a medicine check he's going to rip off a- we do have potions you guys <laughs> who has them i think alexander has one yeah i have the the healer's kit all right, because uh, potions from the gnome shop and all sorts of stuff. Turing got a nine on his medicine check, so uh, <laughs> uh, Juliet or uh, T- 
Natalia. Yeah, let me uh, let me rifle through some pockets and see if I can find any potions. So um, you remember that he's got a, a a couple potions of healing. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shove a potion of healing down Alunadas's throat. Okay. I was about to try acupuncture. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> no, man, lavender essential oils. It'll it'll uh, align the uh, quantum vibrations. Uh, you just give me a homeopathic tincture of death. Or no, it's a homeopathic tincture, but what you're going to have to do is uh, dip uh, one of those uh, scimitar swords in some water and then dilute that a couple of times. <laughs> Actually, it was fire that killed me twice. So. <laughs> yeah, you can't really dilute fire. Sure you can. It's gasoline it's diluted over and over again. <laughs> so, uh, Alunidos, go ahead. I think that potion's 1d4 plus 1. So, how many potions did you have on you, Alexander? I had three. So, are you guys going to feed him one? Absolutely. The terrible waste of potions. Well, he's not dying, so we can just, you know, rest. Yeah, we could take a long rest, I guess. So, can take even more uh, exhaustion. Well, here's the thing Um, after you killed that Efredi, Norvac. Uh, you're going to notice that uh, the magic that was um, creating like a pocket plane of the fire uh, elemental dimension in here uh, starts to dissipate and cool down and uh, the shimmering has gone away and now it's just a uh, normal room. Oh, fantastic. Is it still stupid hot? Uh, no. I mean, there's still heat coming from the other rooms, but in here, the the heat's gone away. Yay! Bizarre. All right, so uh, what are you guys doing now? You want to take a long rest? I think we should. Yes. Yep. Rifle through the belongings of the 3D and Edel. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and give Edel's helmet to Turin, I guess. <laughs> and Turin could probably also use the sword and shield and so on. <laughs> oh, so you're looting Edel? Absolutely. You're not going to take him someplace to get like a greater restoration or something? We could try, but um, personally, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan. I was I thinking like we could just drag with us and sell him his art. Yeah. Or, you know, just as adamantine. He's got to be valuable that way. Well, it's just his skin, though. Like, all of him wasn't turned into adamantine. Flesh, I think, is what Kevin meant by that. Because skin would be crucible. You could do a uh, investigation check. 18. Nice. All right, so you uh, start pinging around with the uh, the butt of your dagger on this thing, and from the the vibrations of this, you think that he's solid adamantine. Oh, sweet. So yeah, we can melt him down. I mean, that's that, that works, right? Yeah, that's hundreds of pounds of adamantine. It's gotta be worth something. We'll, we'll melt them down at adamantine wheels and wheel them out of here. <laughs> All right, so as everybody takes a long rest, uh, rest, I think that's uh, probably a pretty good place to end it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling-sized favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Welcome to the Conley Inn and Stables. Located in the most exciting part of Conley, we're a short carriage ride from the city's most popular attractions. Whether you're looking for music or a play, nightlife or high-class shopping, we're located near it all. Our palatial suites can accommodate any discerning traveler, and our service is legendary. We also offer amenities such as an indoor heated pool, a spa, fitness center, laundry, and 24-hour room service. Are you a traveler with business with the council? Ask for our special business rate. 
Make sure to sign up for our Gold Club and get exclusive access to our finest rooms and the 10th stay is free. We also honor Triple B Travelers Club membership discounts. Carnley Inn and Stables, we're at the center of it all. Are you like trying not to wake up a baby? I am whispering one and a half feet away from my mic because uh, that is you told me that I was too loud otherwise. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you can speak up. <laughs> okay, how is this? Uh, it's better. It just sounded like I'm, I'm whispering because there's a baby in the room and I don't want to wake it up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my mic must be super powerful now, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, you could probably talk in a normal tone of voice. I mean, you're at like negative 12 dB right now. Yeah, you sound like you're coming down with something. Okay, how is how is this? This is probably too loud. Uh, no, that's fine. What? And I was just... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I was fine the whole time. Yep. Okay. The music you heard on this episode was Fire Prelude by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0.